What's up, friends? Happy Wednesday. I felt that this was put on my heart to talk about and share with you today that we hear a lot about manifesting and, you know, how to manifest income, how to manifest clients and how to manifest leads, especially on social media. You hear about manifesting your dream future. So today we're going to talk about the truth about what manifesting really means if manifesting is right for you and what it really takes to have a successful online business. Today is such a good day for a dose of biblical encouragement and complete spiritual wisdom. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Simple Content Marketing for Mompreneurs podcast. Do you want to grow your online business using organic marketing without feeling intimidated or overwhelmed with SEO? Do you find yourself going down a rabbit hole on Google searching for things like what's SEO, SEO for dummies, or how to find the right keywords? I totally get it. (laughs) Hey, I'm Katie, wife, blessed mom to two of the funniest kiddos, Jesus lover, tech nerd, and a content marketing coach. I struggled to grow my online business avoiding SEO and optimizing my content because I thought it was way too intimidating. I thought that you needed a team of marketing experts and had to be an SEO guru to be good at SEO. Until I learned that SEO and keyword strategy is not as complicated as it seems and optimizing content for effective marketing and organic growth only takes maybe an hour or two a week. So totally simple. So grab some pen and paper, reheat that coffee, and let's grow your business together with simple SEO keywords and content strategy along with some Holy Spirit and scripture-based encouragement. Does SEO have you feeling confused and stuck? You feel stuck with how to optimize your content and you feel stuck with how to apply keywords to content and what keywords you should be using to get visible and that's gonna help your ideal client find you in search engines. If you wanna stop feeling stuck and cut through the confusion and just start creating high quality content, that's going to get you found by your ideal client on Google, I am inviting you to book a 20-minute unstuck session with me. So in this 20-minute one-on-one session, I will help you hone in on the keywords that you should be using inside of your content, as well as how to research the keywords that you should be using and ways to optimize your content strategy that will give you a better chance of increasing your website traffic. So go book that call now at bit.ly slash unstuckin20, and you can also find that link in the show notes below. I used to be a very anxious person. Maybe someone listening can relate to the constant state of anxiousness, but a lot of it, I believe, is brought on by our own doing, like uncontrollable circumstances and financial hardship which so many people are having it rough financially right now. And my heart goes out to every one of you struggling in a serious medical medical condition like a heart problem. And I'm using the heart condition as an example because my husband was diagnosed just before Christmas last year with a heart problem. So this is a really good example. So let's say that you've had a terrible year. Financially, financially things are very hard. Maybe you have some marriage problems that were hard to overcome or your car broke down and it costed almost everything that you had saved. You're barely able to afford to pay for your bills, much less buy groceries for your family. Or maybe you have to choose between paying a bill or buying groceries and you just want a break from all the hard. 
So Thanksgiving is coming and your hope is that by the new year, things are going to get better and improve. So you declare next year is going to be better. And by Christmas, something else happens. So you naturally just start believing that things will never improve and that that bright light at the end of the tunnel is vanishing super quickly. And I think our anxiousness is rooted in a controlling type of behavior. In a way, it makes us feel like we have some type of control over any given situation. Like, if we don't worry about what's going to happen, then we won't be able to fix the thing. And realistically, though, worrying and being anxious does not make us have any more control over our situation or our circumstances than trusting things will work out and making the choice to not let worry overcome us. So biblically speaking, in Philippians 4, 6, it says not to be anxious or fret over anything, but in all circumstances and in everything by prayer and with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. If you need even more reassurance that we are not to do things in our own strength, we can look at Philippians 2.13. In the Amplified Version, it says specifically, not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work within, energizing and creating you in the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. So anxiousness is a debilitating condition and if we let it rule us. And 2 Timothy 1.7 says that being anxious does not come from God. It comes from the world and it comes from our enemy. And it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So in all of the hard and anxiousness, you start seeing posts about manifesting your future, manifesting your income and manifesting a million dollar lifestyle or whatever these manifestors are promising. So at this point, you're completely desperate trying to, you're trying just about anything. You're exhausted from all the hard, you're tired and you just want peace. So you try it and you end up feeling even more stressed and exhausted because you are trying to exert even more control over your circumstances in your own strength. Manifestation is a new age type of concept that the world is promoting. Manifestation means operating in your own power, which by the way, we don't have that kind of power realistically at all. That's, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> This worldly desire is teaching you to operate in your own strength and believe that you can make things come to pass in your own power. It's essentially a false sense of self-reliant gratification. The world wants us to believe that we have complete control over our own destiny, but this is a lie. In all of this though, there, there's really good news and you don't have to keep striving and hustling and wearing yourself out to make all of these things work and come together. You know, we have a helper and he knows so much better than we do. And that's the good thing. So I have three simple biblical principles for you to pause and pray on when you find yourself operating outside of faith and in your own strength. Number one is James 4.2. And that says, you do not have because you 
you don't ask. And more importantly, the scripture states that you're jealous of what others have and your desires go unfulfilled because you become murderers, meaning that you hate what others have because you don't have what they do and you want it. So you burn with envy and anger and you're not able to obtain that gratification. The contentment and the happiness that you seek, so you fight and war over it. So simply put, instead of praying and asking and waiting, you spend your time being jealous rather than taking your request to God. You know, that's a sobering thought. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be pausing and praying and waiting. And it sounds simple enough. And, you know, it is simple. If you don't have, you don't ask for something, you're not going to receive it. So you need to pray and ask. But just because you do ask doesn't mean that you will receive it right away. In Matthew 7 and 7, 8, says to keep asking and it will be given to you and to keep on seeking and you will find and to keep on knocking and the door will be open to you for everyone that keeps on asking receives and he keeps he who keeps on seeking finds and to him who keeps knocking the door will be open but there's a caveat here though your intentions and motives must be pure and as James 4.2 states, if you ask and it is not given to you, it's because your motives are wrong. You know, God searches your heart. He knows why you want it. And if it's a realistically pure reason why. It also doesn't even say when you will receive it. So this is where complete trust and patience comes in. You have to pray. You have to trust that God will provide you with the thing. And be patient while you're waiting while God is working. So you also need to be practicing patience and not just faith. So you remember that God's timing is so much better than ours. And I really believe that. I cannot tell you how many times I messed up something really bad by making very impulsive decisions because I thought that's what was best at the time. So it's just better to pray and wait for God to lead you. So number two is to stop doing things in your own strength, which is scripture, Philippians 2, 13 that I mentioned earlier. And I just want to expand on that scripture a little bit more. So this scripture specifically says that if you do, do not give yourself your own desires, skills, wants, and power, God gives you all of those things. If there is a deep desire in your heart to have a successful business and to be a stay-at-home mom, to have that freedom and flexibility for your family so you can still be present with your kids. Maybe you don't have all the dots connected. Maybe you have some blind spots in your vision. Because when God births a purpose into you, he's not going to give you the whole entire roadmap. God puts that desire in you. You don't just wake up in the morning with this crazy idea like, hey, babe, I think I'm going to start a business from home. What do you think? So... If you have a really deep desire or feeling that you're being called to do something, whether it's starting a business or even something else, pray about it and ask for confirmation or revelation on that. And you might get an answer right away and you might not. So waiting for an answer for God takes having your spiritual ears connected and turned on. It's kind of like Bluetooth. You want to be open to receiving the answer no matter what it is. And it also takes abundant patience. And let me just say, 
if you are someone that has not practiced a lot of patience, and I speak from experience, you will learn patience while waiting, friend. And it's not just about the waiting. It's your attitude while you wait. Hebrews 10.36 says, For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance, so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God, and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. So if you feel like you've been stuck in God's waiting room a while, just know that God is not being mean or cruel to you. He's preparing you and instilling you with endurance for your purpose. And finally, number three, it's your faith. So Hebrews 11.1 1 says faith is the assurance, the confirmation of the things that we hope for being the proof of things that we do not see and the conviction of the reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So we are very visual creatures. I have also fallen into this trap of to have to control every situation and circumstance that happens. And the truth is we just don't have that kind of control over every single thing. We have strength through Jesus, which is scripture, Joshua 1, 9, and he is with us wherever we go. You might naturally make sense to not believe something until you do see it. And you've heard of that saying, I'll believe it when I see it. But we need to get into a mindset of believing something without knowing the outcome of it. I think one major mindset, mindset setback is Having the attitude of not doing something unless you already know that it's going to play out. When we start a business, we cannot see the end goal. We have to trust that that process and trust that if we are committed to growing this business, it's eventually going to be prosperous. That's believing something without looking into the future and not seeing what's going to happen. And we do have someone that goes before us, though. In Deuteronomy 31.8, God says he goes before you. God knows how things are going to work out before you even get there. And we can totally trust where he is leading us because he's seen it. But we also have to be open. And I know this is way easier said than done because I still struggle with this at times. If you pray for something and it doesn't work out, whatever it is, you need to trust that it is not meant for you, that there is a bigger and better plan for you than what you are praying for. Don't be afraid to sit at the feet of Jesus and be bold in your prayers. If you're praying for something and it's a flat out no, that's God's way of saying, I know what is best for you and I want you to have better. In Jeremiah 29 11 says that Jesus wants us to have a prosperous life, to give us hope for a great future. And that's why it's so important to activate our faith and operate like we've asked for it. And we will receive it if it's God's will for us to have that thing. And James 2.16 also says that faith without works is dead. So simply put, if you aren't putting your faith into action, meaning if you pray for something and you don't start moving with a purpose, Faith doesn't mean praying and God's going to do all the work for you. It means that praying for your business to be successful, receiving that blessing that God will bring it to pass on his own time and be committed 
to do the work to grow your business and God will handle the rest. So faith starts with prayer. It starts with spending time with God and in the word. It also means believing for the best outcome without ever really knowing or questioning the end result because you know and trust God's plan for you. Ask God in prayer to help you activate your faith and to help you grow and strengthen your faith. You want to pray, release your faith, receive the blessing and keep going. Matthew 19, 26 says with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So I dare you to step out of your comfort zone and believe in the impossible. Talk next week, friends. Friend, I hope you were inspired by today's episode and can apply these simple, tangible tips to your content strategy. If it did, can you do me a favor and share this episode with a friend that might also want to take advantage of SEO and organic marketing? It would also bless this podcast if you took a minute to leave a review over in Apple Podcasts. It lights me up to know if this podcast is helping you and also helps more like-minded mompreneurs who want to grow their business organically find this podcast too. If you haven't yet, you should join my Facebook community where we support, encourage, and hang out. You can find the link below in the show notes. For more free content and coaching, you can find that on my website, The Content Marketing Mompreneur. Talk next time.